This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. Good weather is here, and man, it shows, too. You might have already seen your neighbors looking around the outside of their house for the next fix. I know in my neighborhood, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's looking around at the weeds to see who's going to mow first to see who starts the you know who starts the season let us help point you in the right direction for whatever you got going on for your spring project you can join the conversation with this morning with us this morning by calling 877 MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I sound a little out of sorts this morning. I'm just so excited about the show. There's so much to cover. How are you guys today, Pam and Jeff? Well, don't tell Jeff, but I broke out the power washer. Oh. Oh, boy. Well, Jeff doesn't like hitting anything with a power washer that's not... He doesn't like it, but no. boy, I had well, some fun. Right? <laughs> that's what they're for. You know, I... I guess there's nothing wrong with pressure washing your driveway, but just be careful when you, you know, 2,500 PSI right up next to the house. And I'm trying to see how, how much, how, how, how bad, what, what kind of damage I can do with this water blaster. Right. Why, you know? why, why are you so opposed to that, Jeff? It sounds like so much fun. If you've never well, done it, it's great. <laughs> It's so satisfying. You, you it's know, so like if, satisfying. Yeah, because Instant like gratification. Yeah, like the corner of the house right there where it's got like that yeah. moldy looking. Uh, oh man, it's beautiful. Well, and I'm cleaning off my fence, getting ready to do a big old stain. Oh now, okay. fence fence is good. Fence it's, is good, it's but acceptable. it's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can take a pressure washer to a house uh-huh. and. and make anything leak i'm guaranteed <laughs> okay well uh you know what there's been a lot going on one of the things that i wanted to start the show with today is uh is something that pam said last week that just started a fire of emails coming in and uh, and i wanted to make uh, sure that roll. that we covered <laughs> this, do this time? <laughs> oh it's so it's so funny uh, okay for pam this may save pam a few bucks instead of buying a new oven just follow these simple YouTube steps. Hey, if a half-blind old man can do this, I'm sure y'all can. Which says something about his confidence in us. <laughs> but this was to take the door off. And yeah, you know, to take the door off the other. Me. We had a. We had I a, watched that. I know we that had was a. Uh, darn good. We had a question about whether you could take the door off and clean your oven. You know, you get the door off to get in there real good. And 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 Pam and I talked about it, and she just said it wasn't worth it to get a new oven. So, uh, but there is another way. Also from John, most oven doors can easily come off. They have a stop to partially open them, and if you open the oven to this point, then you can pull the door at that angle straight off the hinges. No disassembly required. So, there you go, DIY guys. 
I know, I know. girls. We got told. Hey, I'm going to guarantee you, there are more women cleaning ovens than there are men. Okay, we'll leave that there where it sits. <laughs> All right. By the way, if you want to get a question <laughs> on this morning, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. What have you guys been working on this past week? And and hasn't it been good? to be working this week with the weather as it is the weather's awesome oh the weather the weather is just absolutely perfect are you finally getting anything done jeff absolutely we we are finally the ground is dry i talked to my landscaper uh yesterday we got uh, i think two or three um landscaping projects put in we got a couple yards graded so and then you know, you're sitting there, you, you go to your job site, and it looks like nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden, sun comes out. Right. And it just, it's, it's, tri- it, it, it starts happening so quickly. It's so amazing to sit there and watch that. Right. So. Pam, what have you been working on? Well, I, I'm trying to get my fence finished. So I had, um, I've power washed and mm-hmm. I've lined up all my buddies to come help me stain it in a couple of weeks. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're having a stain party? A stain party? I'm having a staining party, yes. How much beer be is that costing and, you? And beverages and right. Well, look, look, we all know the deal. Java's in there laughing at me. But for real, if you ever say, hey, some friends are coming over to help me move, that assumes beverages, adult beverages. beverages. Yes, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, all right. So uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Going to do another email here for you real quick because this is this is a lot of fun. Um, uh Hey, love the show. So informative. Pam, this really, really uh, smacks of you. I know y'all mainly focus on home projects, but I need some apartment DIY advice. I live in a place with a balcony, and I love to garden, so I thought I'd use roughly nine by a foot or nine by nine foot space to to the fullest this this balcony to keep the mosquitoes at bay. I thought it'd be nice to hang net curtains. Uh, the only problem is it's windy, like extremely windy out there. I've tried everything from weighing the curtains down to gluing magnets on them. The railing is metal. Nothing aside from tying them to the rail with big knots can save them from ending up caught on the roof. Spring is coming. I'd love to get my balcony garden going again. Do you guys know a way to keep outdoor curtains from flying every which way? Also, I've been thinking of building some solid frames, then wrapping and stapling the net fabric to them, kind of like an art canvas, but I don't know how to get them up there. Is there an easier temporary solution out there? Gwendolyn, thoughts on that, guys? Well, um, there are pull-down shades out there. Well, yeah, you could do that, but I think the first thing that comes to my mind is you know a um, you know what we put in closets for our closet rod is a galvanized pipe, okay? Uh huh. Every, everybody's got those, right? Uh, they're relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you could thread that on the bottom of the curtain. That would definitely hold it down. Oh, that's a good point. You know, take a piece of conduit would, or whatever. And hold it. Yeah. yeah, it would 
be it'd be inexpensive. It's it's going to be inside the fabric. You won't see it. So that's a great idea, cool. man. Uh, it'd be it'd be a quick little deal. You could do it. You know, of course, do it yourself. Right. That's and even yeah, and you could you could you could even. Uh, if if you don't have a loop at the bottom of that curtain, you could certainly sew one in there and then put the rod sure. in after that. That's a sure. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know well, what? Yeah. Uh, let me offer a suggestion here. If all you're wanting to do is minimize the mosquitoes, uh-huh. there are a couple of things you can do. You can get those tubes that we talk about. I was just looking outside. Now you, know, great? you know, now you know, you know, you hang that tube up and it, 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 it gets the mosquitoes. And there's also, I love this thing. Well, so let me, let me say, me I had a question right before the show about the, 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 the mosquito control that, that Jeff has talked about in the past. Do you remember that Jeff? Um, the surface or the, I, I think the thing I'm talking about is what Pam's fixing to show us. Um, yeah, it's the Spartan mosquito yeah. eradicator. Spartan, that's what yeah, I was Spartan. looking for. Spartan right. mosquito yeah. eradicator. We, and we, let me tell you about something. It's else. a it, what it is. It's a bait. It's a it's a trap. So, and you put it away from yeah. your home, folks. You put it away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to attract the the mosquitoes to the place where you're going to be sitting. So. Correct. Um, well, anyway. and then there's this. This is, I'm going to show you, you guys can see Well, you see can't see. This no, we is can't called, see that. No, the radio <laughs> folks can't see it, but we'll right. talk about it. It is a, see, can you see this? No. It is, uh, it's called a thermocell. A thermocell. And it, thermocell. Uh-huh. And you thermocell. can get them, I've been using them for years because of, around my pool, and now I'm using the Spartan. But this thermocell, I discovered last year. You, you normally you have to buy these little cartridges, and those little yeah. son of a guns are expensive. Right, and you just you know you burn through them. Well, now they've got this great idea where you can connect it to a fuel cartridge, a huh. camping fu- fuel cartridge. It lasts forever. Oh, okay. Well, it's... so you can go on Amazon and buy the thermocell little doohickey that goes on top of the. The burner, right? And I don't care what anybody says. Citronella didn't do nothing. I mean, I mean, no, they, they say no, it does. Those candles are just nah. It's, but this yeah, thing that's works because those okay. mosquitoes. They, I, I take after my mama on that. They just love me. Okay. But when I use this, they don't come around. All right. And the one that Jeff likes is Spartan. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Chip. She's in Olive Branch, and she's got a question about the oven. Uh, Chip, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much for your show. I love it. Yes, ma'am. I have a nice Kenmore gas stove. Mm -hmm. It might be 10 years old. Um, Suddenly, the oven won't come on. The top of the stove works just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is there an igniter or something that I can replace? Is this an electric stove? No, it's gas stove. Oh, you said gas. Oh. Um, Wow. First of all... First of all, if this is you, you're messing around with gas, and this might be this. Whenever we talk gas or getting up on roofs, we stop talking <laughs> DIY. <laughs> Start talking yeah, about the right contractor. Up, you can't, you want no more DIY projects. Right, right. It's, just, it's over. Yeah, this is this is very particular, and you are dealing with plumbing issues, reg- meaning pertaining to the gas line. Uh huh. 
So, Jeff, thoughts? Pam, thoughts? Any particular things she needs to look for? Well, it, it, my, it probably is the igniter has gone bad. Um, Good. I'll, I'll go to the store and ask the guy um, if he'll come and look at it. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, yeah, I probably would on something like that. I guess, you know, small things can be fixed, but when you mess around, anytime you're messing around with that, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, you could blow your eyebrows off. Well, well, all it takes is you to like drop the wrong screwdriver to get a spark, and away we go. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I love your show. Thanks so much for taking my call. Have a great day. Thank you, ma'am. You Bye. too. All right, number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for us to take our first break for the hour. When we come back, we're going to answer your home improvement questions and tackle these end-of-winter fixes. Also, we'll talk about the drills that you have in your tool set. Can't wait for that. If you have any questions about your recent home improvement projects, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. In just a moment, we'll come back and tell you how uh, Pam has fared in this fight with a cat, apparently. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart devices podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So so we were uh, talking before the break I think I got in trouble. I said something about uh, staying away from gas stoves, and, man, the phones lit up to tell me why I was wrong. So uh, let's go ahead and nail that down real quick. Mark is on the line south of Oxford. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. I just uh, changed the igniter in my stove a week or two weeks ago. And And you're still here. Well, (laughs) you don't mess with the gas at all. I mean, you, you turn off the gas, you pull the power plug, but the igniter is an electrical appliance. You right. unplug it, unscrew it, put a new one in, plug it back in, and you're back up again. Hey, do you need a uh, you, you need a job on a home show? You ever, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, That's I'm awesome. I'm a retired electrical engineer. Okay, so. well, good. Thank you, Mark. We really appreciate it. I, I, just, just Google, just Google YouTube. There are lots of examples. Okay, good. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got a proper spanking for that. Let's go now to Kathleen so she can rub it in. What's up, Kathleen? No, I'm not going to rub it in. I surrender when it comes to gas and any appliance or fireplace or any kind of fixture. <laughs> but the the company that would help out 
Uh-huh. If anything gas comes up, yeah. he buys gas from a company, and most of the time they will come out and inspect or you know check things out for nothing if you have a contract to buy their gas. Okay, so, that's a good point. So if you yeah, whoever the gas company is. But I'm like a little scaredy cat when you say gas. I I call first and think later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Panic first, ask questions later. Right, right. All right, thanks, Kathleen. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. Bye. All right, folks, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. P.S., did you guys know that there are different kinds of drills? I don't know if you know this. It's kind of funny because if you see them at your local hardware stores, you'll notice that uh, they actually do look a little different. They look like they both do kind of the same thing, but they do look like the the drill looks kind of elongated, and the and the uh, impact driver is is kind of like snub nose. So a drill, uh, a standard drill driver, and this is something that you put a screw in with, or uh, you know uh, you can use it to 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 drill a hole. There's a lot of different things you can use these with. This has a, the head features a keyed or a keyless chuck that holds the bits securely in place. And the standard bits and heck bits are available for ultimate versatility. So like a power drill is an adjustable speed tool that drills and drives in fasteners. And, and it has every attachment known to man. An impact driver is more compact, lightweight by design. It also has more torque than a power drill. That means it kind of turns harder. I guess, if you want to say the, the torque, um, these tools are available. They're cordless. You can do a corded from up to 12 to 20 volts as the volt increases. So does the power and the speed of the impact driver. If you hear the difference in the two, that's where you can really tell. The difference is a drill just has a regular kind of standard whir to it. An impact driver is is more of a... Uh, more of a like a jackhammer sound da, 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 like that and, and they they work differently i know i'll I know. go outside and play with mine and see which which is which it does it does the right thing the the, the impact driver's point is that is that uh say like if you're going into concrete or something of that matter an impact driver is fantastic because it's it's built to go through really hard things so and you got to be super careful because once you hit impact, it'll rip your hand off your wrist. <laughs> That's true. It's going to spin. It's going to spin going. with or without you. So. Yeah, that's right. All be right. Very careful. I've just about uh, broken my wrist with one of those. Before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a very serious tool. So and mm-hmm. uh, and in uh, the impact or in the cordless drill or the uh, power drill of some sort. It, you know, you can get those at various, not just prices, but also strengths and integrities and all that other stuff. Because you can you can pick up one in a shrink wrap package for twelve bucks at some places. But you know, if you really do hardcore work, you know, you can spend three hundred, four hundred dollars on. Now, that where's the drill. shrink? Where's the shrink wrap package uh, drill, Jason? Because I I went to the, all of this came about because I went to uh, the big box store this past weekend. That's not where it is. Looking for looking for a drill, and uh-huh. I and I wanted the shrink wrap, not the three four hundred dollars. Right, right. <laughs> Let me tell you where the shrink wrap one is. No, I can't. I can't give you a brand name, um, but but. 
but if you really want to find that kind of stuff, uh, we'll talk look, offline. Yeah, look near the <laughs> harbor. I'll just say that. Look near the well, harbor. Java, I'll tell you because there should be some freight use, there. We use the shrink wrap version. These tiny little—it's really more of a screwdriver, but you can use it as a drill. It'll come with those bits. But we use them in our home inspections because they're small and we can use them to remove electric panels or, you know, the, the cabinets on an air conditioning system. That's what we're using it for. But right. it wouldn't be used for something like, you know, coming in and putting in a deck or putting up right. fence boards or something like that. I mean, right. it's really more of a kind of it's a okay. power driver. Yeah, just kind of around the home because I guess if if I could ask this question for yeah. somebody who may also be in the in the uh, in the mood for a new drill or their first drill like myself, because yeah. I'm tired of asking my my pops for his drill every right. time I need one. <laughs> right. So what's a what's what's a, what's a good price for you know I'm not using it every day like you guys, but just right. some something good. So if I did want to put up a fence. But, you know, more more than likely, it's just going to be for um, going through uh, drywall or something like right. that, you know. Look, man, uh, and this is and they'll probably disagree with me because it's going to sound like this is low end. And, and we're talking to contractors who are pros and use the high end stuff every day. But I'm telling you, if you uh, use the ones that you can find uh, usually in your big boxes uh, and I'm not talking about hardware big boxes. The big boxes. Um, and they come in at around anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks. And yes, I have put in a privacy fence with one of those. You, that's not the one you're going to put in three privacy fences with, but you can do one and have it hanging around after that. And like I said, 50, 60 bucks can get you into one. Yeah. And what I would do, what I've done through the years is I just buy a couple of batteries. So I've got a battery oh, and a charger. And I'm using a, you know, so that way I never run out. Because if you're going to do a fence, that one battery ain't going to last you that Well, long. and you know what? The batteries, <laughs> the batteries are just like we were talking about earlier. Citronella doesn't do anything, but you can buy the Citronella packets for $40 for two. Um, it's, it's, it's like the razor scam. Sure, you can have the razor. You'll need to buy the blades. They're seventy dollars a piece, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing there. With the uh, so the drill can be pretty good, but that battery is essential. And by the way, if you're buying one with a cord, you can get one for about a half of what you're paying for the one with the battery. So, with the battery, you know, look here. Here's another thing to keep in mind when you're when you're looking for that drill. Uh-huh. Um, get get a get one that's that's got a big enough battery. Okay, even mm-hmm. though it's Mm-hmm. It's home homeowner friendly. Right. Get one got a big enough battery, and also get one that that battery will operate other tools. Cordless tools. Agreed. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, yes. you know, gosh, that's the wrong battery. You know, right. If you're going to buy, stay with that set. Well, I'll say, and uh, to that point, Jeff, one of the easiest way to do this is that when you decide to get that cordless drill, um. Figure out which family you want to buy from. And what I mean from that is say, like, if I buy, you know, I've said Milwaukee built here in Mississippi. If I buy a Milwaukee drill and it comes with a battery, right, Uh, I know that there are probably six more other machines that they make that I can use this one battery with if I stay in that line. But if I jump to a DeWalt, I'm in a whole different thing. 
their battery configuration is different. It won't work. So that was smart because I already have a Craftsman um, uh, cordless, uh, well powered uh, weed eater. Oh, that's the same kind of concept. There. So, and it has that battery pack, and um, I do have multiple batteries for that. So, it's the same kind of. Uh, right. Okay, y'all set me on the right path. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and what I would do, Java, let me make a suggestion because this just happened to me because I bought a new um, family member, let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I found out. She bought a new family I went, member. This was a, I bought a new family member at Christmas for my, my happy Christmas present and discovered that they had updated the batteries. Oh, no. So. The old battery don't work no more in the same family because well, they changed it. And I got home and I was so disappointed because I, now I had to go back and buy more batteries. Uh, well, I was about to, about to say that I think maybe the point was for you to go back and buy new tools. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> they had updated. They had so sold take you everything already. You. They could sell you. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I, I learned my lesson. So I took the battery up there. I said, what will this fit? And the guy said, nothing anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing anymore. Right. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go to the lines real quick. Jackie is on from Madison. She wants to put an outside shower at a farmhouse. How awesome is this call? What's going on, Jackie? Well, we're wanting to put it. We have a small farmhouse down in at my husband's family farm in Summit and uh-huh. um, has one bathroom. So we'd love to, ha- we've always wanted to have an outside shower uh, where the pipes are readily accessible. It's a raised foundation and we put a, an on-demand uh, water heater in right above where we're going to hook up. Right. We want hot and cold and are, do you have any suggestions or cautions? We've already been told by our plumber who hasn't come out yet, he's supposed to come out either tomorrow or Friday, that uh, we should get our uh, hardware at probably a plumbing supply rather than a big box store um, like Lowe's because it would be uh, better quality, he felt. I can't see how that could ever be wrong, to be honest with you. Now, let let me make one suggestion, and I'm sure your plumber is aware of that. Um, if this is going outside, so obviously it is going to get cold right. at some point. Right. Um, so obviously you're going to turn the water off and you're going to try to drain that right. shower head. It's not going to drain. So on the bottom of that valve, he can put a um, where your tub filler would go. Of course, you're not going to have a tub filler. So, so you need to have a drain plug there. You take that out so you can drain that valve body. Okay. Okay. Talk, talk to you. I don't want to get Ooh, too complicated. Plumber about that, and um, you know, find out how how how, how can I drain this in the winter? Yeah, my my son has an outside shower in Asheville, North Carolina, Good. and uh, yeah. it was very expensive hardware, and he did drain it, but the. Um, the on and off faucet areas uh, froze and split, and he yep. had to replace the whole thing. And he had right. drained Ooh. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, if 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 he if he didn't remove the plug on the bottom of the valve body, he didn't drain all of it. Right. So, right. He learned it uh, the hard I, way. I, I, that that's right. I've got an outdoor shower, so uh, and, and it's simple. I mean, you, you can use a regular uh, indoor valve body, just drain it. Okay. Well, we we want to have the cutoffs inside so that we can cut off the water. That's right. 
and then uh, you know wrap them real well so we don't have a problem with the pipes freezing. But uh, but I I do know that Jeffrey had a, a problem with his freezing up right at at the turnoff valves. Uh, they just split. So. Yeah. Can I ask a question on this? Because you said you were on a raised foundation. Where right. where's the water going to go if it's an outdoor yeah, shower? bit of a problem. We are going to put a drain down. Now, what my son has, it's his shower's above, and it, uh, it's kind of like a little hill that goes down. So he uses biodegradable soap, and uh, he drains into his garden. But we can't do that. It's a little flat. So we're trying to figure out how we'll do that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, your discharge point, yeah, your drain is kind of what I would focus on. Make sure you get that water away from the house because you don't want it going under the house. Right. Good right. point. Good point. Okay. All well, right. there there is a septic line right next to it, but we've been cautioned not to tie into the septic line. I mean, we have a pipe that goes right into the um, septic tank, which is, of course, several feet away from the house. Right. Is that not a good idea or a good idea? Uh, I don't know, but that's a great question because I would think y'all, if it, I would be like, I'm going to go right into the septic. Septic? But I, yeah, I don't know well, enough about them. I would ask do, Jeff, do you know that? Well, you know, all, all, all you're doing is rinsing off, you know? Right. It, this, 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 is not, this is not black water. Um, right. I, I wouldn't worry about a drain. Okay. Hmm. Just move it away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. wrong with that, Pam? Yeah. As long as you get the water away from the house, you, you yeah. should okay. be fine. And what was concerning me, she said she was up on conventional, and I've just seen people drain it under their house, and I'm like, that is such a bad idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that, it's a little bit higher where the house is. I mean, it goes down a little bit, but not, not as much as I would like, but can't change well, the whole landscape. You know, the, rule of thumb, the rule of thumb on that. It's 10 feet away from your house. You want six inches of fall. Okay. So. Okay. And that, all right. that's just a Will you report back to us what you do? Because I'm looking at doing the same thing. Right. <laughs> okay. I'll try to do that. I need to know where you figure out so I can do it. Right. Well, that's why I'm calling you. Uh, you know, that's happened twice today. Maybe we should reverse this. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jackie. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's where I was going with that. Okay, (laughs) folks, it's time for another break. Loving this today. We'll return. Still have time to answer your questions. Also, uh, look at any other drool. uh, Drool. You know what? (laughs) Look at any other (laughs) drill. Drooling drill. Drill (laughs) options for your toolbox. If you want to join today's show, please do. We can't. Uh, Number is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send them an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
search the yards. We both look. The weeds are high. Who's going to mow first? I'm not going to start first. I'll wait it out. She better not go too soon. <laughs> this is what it's like in my neighborhood right now, folks. See, Jason, I have a bunch of retirees in my neighborhood, and they are already on their riding motors. Oh, okay. they lo- they're loving this weather. Well, let's do business first. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Yeah, that's been the thing. We I, I, we saw the next door neighbor who is always the one that, that starts first. And I'm like, hold off, hold off. Wait, 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 wait. You know, because Felder, I listened to Felder on Friday and he said, don't plant yet. Because uh, he's like, no, 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 everything's, we're still going to get a cold spell, though, so don't play yet. What that means to me is I need to tell the lady next door, that means we still have time to let our weeds grow and blossom. So let it go. Well, and Felder also said back in January and February to put out the pre-emerge. No one knows what that is. <laughs> That's what keeps those weeds from coming up. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so I didn't Pammy listen to that show, so I still have weeds. So the neighbors, my my little long guy contacted me this weekend. He said, do you need to be cut yet? And I was like, no, because <laughs> I put out the pre-emerge. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go real quick. I've got a uh, an email before we go to the phones. Uh, the, wow. Okay. So, Jeff, I know you've seen this. Anyone had house wrap installed with windows already installed? Bought the house two years ago. Vinyl siding is older. And when I went to go look at a crap piece, I noticed there was no barrier between it and the OSB. Anyone have experience with this? I would like to start by saying I have absolute experience with this. My home, which was uh, vinyl wrapped, uh, after we had the hailstorm years ago, we, we replaced the vinyl. And sure thing, we took the vinyl off and it was just straight wood underneath there. Uh, house was built in the eighties, who knows, but yes, they did go back before they put the new siding on. They went back and rewrapped the entire house with the windows in there. You can do that. So as far as I know, Jeff, what, what is your thought? Um, yes, you definitely want house wrap that, that is a, it's an important part of, of, building houses today right and and you can retrofit that though can't you you don't have to take windows out to install the house oh, absolutely not no 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 leave the windows there do your house wrap obviously cut your house wrap out where the windows are but right. no the you uh-uh. right and there's a proper way to do that you can uh like do a youtube but when you're especially around if you put that wrap in wrong you've just given that water a chance that's to come right inside that okay. is that is true now if 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 i'm going to do house wrap i'm not going to take the windows off but i i will tape the windows right yeah so yes. there, there's there's window tape right so, um well then, yeah of course, I your house wrap. 
I'll tell you, right at my uh, chimney line when we took this uh, when we took the siding off, right at my chimney line because it didn't have any of this what we're calling house wrap on it. I had a big um, uh, rotted spot in wood where you know you had a water drainage issue on the wood, but but the house wrap would have really helped that issue had it been on there. And uh, when we say house wrap, you might not get an idea for what that is. Uh, if you look at a FedEx envelope, that's that's what uh, house wrap is kind of made of. They they used to call it Tyvek. Uh, that was a brand name, but but anyway, it's made of that same stuff that they make the FedEx envelopes out of that you cannot, under any circumstances, tear, but you can cut. So anyway. Um, all right. Let's and go. don't use. Uh, let me just say this real quick. Uh-huh. Don't use uh, polyurethane plastic instead of house wrap because, and I've seen people do this. Like they'll add on a they'll like screw. I mean, sunroom or do mm-hmm. you know a patio and they'll and they'll just put plastic as their house wrap. Well, the problem with that is that it doesn't breathe right. at all. So now you've just trapped all that moisture and created a whole new set of problems. So buy the right stuff. Right. Ma'am, if, if, if you'll remember, back many years ago, we used to put Visqueen on the inside. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We, would, we, would, we would insulate, then we would put plastic. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't know why we did this, but, I mean, it created a tremendous amount of problems. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, and that's what's interesting about different climates, up north, they will do that. So you've got to build houses differently because down here, we just, our, our dew point's too high. It's too our much houses humidity. have to breathe here. They got to breathe. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah. All right. Tom's on the line <laughs> in New Albany about a, a question about a drill driver. What's going on, Tom? Uh, good morning. Uh, well, not really a question. It's more like y'all were discussing the, uh, you know, staying within the family of uh, products and whatnot and over 30 years i've had two or three different ones right of course they were just getting kick-started 30 years ago with cordless technology but um if, if if anybody knows who big orange is yeah the one that i have found when you find a company that has 175 different tools that run on an 18 volt system right four amp hour batteries that last a half a day right and you know not to mention they got 50 that run on the 40 volt if you're like a professional yards uh, landscaper or whatever their 40 volt stuff for yard work is awesome but yeah it, you can get them cheaper you were saying 50 60 bucks for a drill look around father's day labor day and right around black friday mm-hmm. and you can get an impact and a half inch hammer drill with two batteries and a charger for 99 bucks now see that's right. By the way, folks, uh, June is coming, and that is when Father's Day is. So everybody, write that down. When I when I when I jumped in on this brand about five years ago, I just started as a uh, the the only maintenance crew at a forty unit mobile home park, mm-hmm. and I had one tool fail in five years. I made a phone call, and a new one showed up on my doorstep free of charge. They they have the best customer service, period. Huh. Very cool. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. So thank you very much, Tom. And it's I appreciate it because I know that you're right. When it 
the the technology got so good the technology got so so good um that that they could offer many tools on one battery it is funny though that is how i found out those tools are exactly how i finally found out for myself that wait a second if i've got this one battery and there's four different brands of tools that work on this battery What's I realized that uh, you know there was only really two tool companies. They just made lots of different brands, and the batteries fit each other sorta. So, but anyway, uh, there you go. And Thank Jason, yeah. I I just got to say this. I just got to. Mm-hmm. We know that we have evolved as a society when the tools go on sale for Mother's Day. That's true. You know what? You're right. And the tools <laughs> don't have to be pink. I've always noticed that they have the exactly uh, the housewarming kits. If you ever noticed that they have a uh, 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 like a blue or a red one and a pink one. So yeah. anyway, all right. Um, here we go. Steve's on the line in Olive Branch. He's got a uh, comment about that shower. What's going on, Steve? Hey, good, good morning, guys. Um, a simple solution would be if you have space, build a platform to get your elevation so you can run off into the yard. Uh, like brick block one with hardy board on top to put your uh, shower pan on because you got you know then you can drain it into the yard because you create your own, your own elevation. Sweet, Excuse that's me. a good that's a good point. If you just and then you can get to the plumbing too. You can you can build the plumbing under the platform under the platform box. Man, that's a great idea, Steve. Oh, thank uh, you. Man, that's a guy thinking right there, folks. Um, so what they were talking about, uh, someone asked about an outdoor shower and we were, you know, the only thing to worry about with that was where does the water go? And, uh, the, the idea obviously is away from the house and a good way to do that would be to build a platform off of the ground so that even after the water has gone over you, it still has a place to fall, which pushes it further out. So not bad. That's right. All right. Uh, let's keep going. No, 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 no. I'm going to go to an email real quick. This one is is interesting. Jeff, uh, you've probably seen it done. I don't know. Uh, who has replaced their own sliding patio doors? Is it hard? Is it any harder than installing a regular pre-hung door? Uh Having done this myself, well, I didn't do it. I helped a friend do this, and there's a reason for that. A double-hung sliding patio door is like the weight of a car trying to hold that thing up. Um, Right. The one thing that is different, no, you know, shimming things out and making them straight and square and all that, that's all the same kind of art and science you would use in putting in any door. The difference here is that thing's 500 pounds, you know? Yes, that's right. Well, now, we've been, in in our new construction, we've been putting a, uh, especially on a lake lot, you know, where you got the lake. We've been putting in like a bank of sliding doors. The key, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the key to a sliding door, that track, picture this, you're rolling on the bottom, you're rolling on the top. Mm-hmm. That track has to be um, stra- uh, straight and, and level, if you will. And what I'm trying to say, you don't want any humps in that track. Right, ooh. So, so if your slab has a high part in it, you might you might have to grind that down a little bit. Same thing if it's got a low spot, 
you may have to fill that in. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, I will. Yeah. Thank you for the tip because that that would be different. I guess the the only thing that I ran into helping my friend was there's no, you know, it's it it's almost impossible for a single person to put a door in unless you've been doing it for a million years. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, it's it's a it's a two. Yeah, there's no sure. way to do this without another body. None. So, all right, uh, let's go back to the phone. James on the line in Madison. He's got a suggestion for that drill thing. What's going on, James? Oh, hi. I just want to say, Java, I think you should get the good drill. The good drill. Because if you have good tools, <laughs> you're going to learn to do more things. It's going to make you more capable. That's true. You know what? I didn't really get into the home improvement game until somebody bought me a tool, and then I felt, you know, like obligated to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> So, uh, it's not a bad idea, and but if you do, you can move to different levels of that. Now, you don't have to go Java to the to the four hundred dollar drill, but there is some there are some nice in betweens there, and what they call high end consumer stuff. The high end consumer things are like I said, the Dewalt, Milwaukee, you know those kind of brands. Uh, there's a couple of other brands out there that that pop up on occasion. Things like Bosch. And you know, uh, some can some different brands, but you can get in the middle. I pre- I appreciate that uh, suggestion, James, because when I was at the big box store, but the reason I went because I was getting a kick plate for a door, and I had to get it in. They say get a drill and stuff. So I was looking at the at the ones you go and put your hands on them. It's like, oh man, okay, this is something like you could get some things done with these things. But then I looked at the price point, and I was like. I wasn't prepared for that this no. Sunday. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've, had, yeah, I've had mine. Mine was like that. I've had it for 15 years now. Yeah. And it's hanging in there. Well, so. the price point just means you better get something done. Yeah, now that, that, that's true. It's just a little bit expensive to be sitting on the uh, shelf. Right. <laughs> well, now you need to start drop dropping your, your hints there, Java. You go, you know, honey, I would do that, but I just don't have the right tools. Right. Now you know you know that you are in you know that you're really in a new Zen zone when you start thinking about a contraption where you can charge all your batteries at one time. You oh, really know you're there. Yes. You know. Yes, and I recommend I bought one of those power strip things mm-hmm. that's got like twenty outlets on it and right. put it in my shop. Uh-huh. So every charger is right. It's just awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, I bought my dad one of those uh, for his for his workshop uh, a couple Father's Days back. So oh, yeah. you know, with the different outlets, so he can charge all his things too. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's big. Um, I, well, thanks a lot, James. I appreciate that. That's a fantastic suggestion. If you you know what, if you're going to host this show, you're going to need an expensive drill. So that's just that. yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> another question from John, and boy, this one this one just screamed at me when I read it. What's a good dishwasher? I want something quiet. Been waiting on a Bosch for about six to eight months, and they never have what I'm looking for in stock. Probably around seven eight hundred dollars. What I'm willing to spend. I well, I'll say this: we've had an appliance person here on the show many times. Uh, Timmy, uh, you know, he's he's certified to, to service all of this stuff, and 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 it was hard to get him to say a name brand that he wouldn't buy. But when I really turned the screws on him, first thing he said was Bosch. As far as the dishwasher went, I can tell you. I can tell you from experience. I bought one. Uh huh. You know, think all oh, of this is going to be the greatest thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it anymore. 
Wow. <laughs> Me either. Wow. I did the same thing. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. KitchenAid. KitchenAid, KitchenAid, KitchenAid. I like KitchenAid. I like, and hey, I like GE. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is funny because if you, if you, guys, if you, if you, if you're in the market and you see things like GE, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, um, these names, and this is going to sound terrible, and I'm not being nationalist, but these, uh, what were originally American-made products. Uh, the reason why that's so important now is for people like Timmy who repair these products. Uh, you can go and get a, a new lighter for a KitchenAid stove. You can go get a, uh, a you know, a GE, uh, you know, water filter of some sort. In other words, the, the parts are here. I know that's an old argument, but but it, it, it's true. Well, it's just it, cheaper. Let me offer let me offer a suggestion. Mm-hmm. If you, and this is just personal experience, and we've talked about it on this show before. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get a dishwasher, get one that has a float switch. And a pan underneath it. Right. Well, one of the things that I'm seeing, especially, and we've talked about this on the show, is when, folks, anytime you pack a lot of features into something designed to do one thing, you're begging for trouble. And, uh, you know, the, the greatest example of this of all time is refrigerators in America, which we have to put ice makers in that work for a minute or two. And then, and then now we want TVs in them that we need that to work too. Right. That we can see. The oh, inside. did you see the? Did you see the show Modern Family? Whenever the father was in therapy session with his refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the issue is, folks, the more stuff they have on it, the more things there are to break. It's just, you know that's that's just the 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 gist of it and and when we had the repairman in here he said look if you've got uh like an older say whirlpool KitchenAid, something like that keep it forever and repair it it's worth it um that might be uh worth unless you want quiet because the old dishwashers aren't quiet that's true all right all right folks well we wasted all of that time so there we go. Another hour by Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pipus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.